With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I got to talk. I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. Biggie.
welcome patrons to the KIRP radio show. Beautiful evening. It's been a beautiful day. It was a cold day in sunny North Carolina. Beautiful day because my Carolina Panthers won. I'm sure everybody out there to follow me on the Twitter and the Facebook knows. I get a little bit uh, vain, I guess. I start bragging because my boys are on the move. Eight straight victory. We are doing B.I.G. things. You guys know we give shout-outs on the show, so shout-out to my very own North Carolina zone. Hell, South Carolina zone. We'll be shout-out South Carolina. Charlotte, your own too. Carolina Panthers, shout-out to you guys, and shout-out to everybody out there for listening to the KRP Radio Show. Uh, a lot going on in this world, man. There's, there's, there's a lot of corrupt things going on in this world, and a lot of people doing things that we may or may not agree with. As you know, we don't hold any punches on this show. So if you are new to listening to the KRP radio show, first and foremost, I want to give you a B-I-double-G shout out. That's big. We do big shout outs. So a big shout out to you for listening and being a new listener on the show. But uh, I'm sorry if we touch your feelings tonight and we just might do that. So, you know, it is what it is. It's all love. It, it it's all uh you know it's all in 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 good nature and uh it's all in love for information freedom of speech you know we are constitutionalists on this show we are definitely advocates for freedom and uh we just don't hold any punches man so shout out to everybody out there for listening and uh please don't get too uh touchy feely tonight please don't get your feelings touched and uh you know if you do, you guys know you know how I get down. Email us, kirpradio at gmail.com. Also hit us up on the Twitter if you like and rant and rave on Twitter, uh, at symbol K-I-R-P Radio Show at symbol NC Pudgy. That's how you can get in touch with us and uh, leave your rants and your messages and your inboxes. And you can also check us out on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash K-I-R-P Radio Show. Leave your comments on there, and uh, we'll try our best to get back to you. Don't be afraid to say what's on your mind, okay? That's that's the first thing I like to say to a lot of folks out there because oftentimes what I'm seeing is that people are, are individualists. You know, they believe, um, I think in general, a lot of us agree on things alike, but I also believe that there's a lot of people out there who are afraid to express the differences they may have uh, amongst people that are similar. And I know for a lot of people, that's a frightening thing to do. That's a scary thing to do because you're scared you're going to be alienated. You're scared people... They're just not going to like me anymore. They're not going to deal with you. They, they won't understand you. Let me tell you something, folks. You can never, ever, 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 ever be afraid of what you think, what's going on in your brain. You can't be afraid of who you are. You cannot run from who you are, folks. You know, on this show, we talk a lot about inspiring people, and I try my best with my loud mouth and my mouthy self I do try my best to inspire people uh, from all walks of life. You don't have to listen to this show and agree with me all the time. You know, if we agree with each other all the time, we will never, ever, ever 
come to uh, uh, an understanding on anything different. We would always look at things the same. You know, we'll never be challenged on our beliefs. We'll never be challenged on some of the things that we feel may be right. And, and you know, that's not reality. That's not America. That's, that's just not human nature. You know, I, I was talking to a friend of mine, and, and, you know, we were both saying that we're kind of afraid of people who only always agree with us at all times. You know, you should have a disagreement with people you love. A lot of times I have a disagreement with myself. I may wake up in the morning and feel this way about something, but after reading more and and listening to more people talk about it and taking some time to let it marinate and understanding it, you know, from someone else's perspective and mine included and real life scenarios and experience and et cetera, you know, once you add add all those up in the pot, and you mix them all up and you stir them all up, you know, you might feel differently about things. And I definitely do that. But one thing that I don't like is that are the people who can't stand on their own uh, instruction, the people who can't stand on their own legs, their own two feet. They can't stand on their own mind, their own decisions. You know, you got to be strong willed in this world today, folks, because if not, you know, what we're dealing with, which I call uh, evil principalities or, or evil spirits or demons, if you will. Some people don't believe in that stuff, but I definitely believe, you know, when you're dealing with these type of people who are just simply evil today, you got to know where you're coming from, folks. You can't be afraid to say what's on your mind. You know, you don't have to always be disrespectful. And, that, and see, that's the thing that a lot of people get twisted. They think that you know, well, I, listen, I'm a conservative for you folks who don't know. You have stumbled onto a black, strong black conservative show. And, and you know, this show highly expresses my views and opinions. You know what I'm saying? So anywhere I go, I express the fact that I'm a black conservative. And a lot of conservatives don't, well, why you got to put a label on it? Why you got to do this? And, and I, I can only answer that with this one uh, question. How many other black conservatives do you know versus the number of white conservatives that you know? See, the numbers are, are, are largely indifferent. I mean, oh, my God. So I feel like a person like me, from my walk of life, from my background, you know, the things that I've been through, I have to share and express that I'm a black conservative because you know what? Conservatism is not a color. It's not all about a color. It's about our life experiences, our ideals, our beliefs, what we value. It's about freedom. It's about, it's about love. It's about God. I mean, I'm not saying that everybody listens to this show as a conservative. You don't have to be. But I'm saying this is what I am, and I'm not afraid to express that. So whatever you are, whatever's on your mind, even if you're in the workplace, don't be stupid. Don't get yourself fired. We all got bills to pay. You know, don't be a a, a flaming idiot just because you feel strongly about something. And and then you're going to come to me and say, you know what? I was at work, and I started talking about politics. And, you know, I told them I was a conservative, and they got mad at me, and I got fired for expressing my political views. That's your own fault, stupid. That's your fault. If you got bills to pay, you got kids to take care of, and you know your environment is not the type of place that's susceptible to the things that you believe, shut the hell up. 
relax for a second. There's going to be a time and a place for that. But it's also a way to talk about things kind of under the cover. It's a way to let people know what you believe and how you believe and how you live your life without going all off, going crazy, start disrespecting people and calling them names and all this stuff. You don't have to do that. There's a time and a place for that. Yes, I believe in freedom of speech, but I also believe in not being stupid, (laughs) okay? I also believe in paying my bills, taking care of my children, and doing what I have to do to live in this great republic that we call America for what it's worth. You don't have to like it, but I love it. Whether it's going uphill, going downhill, crumbling right before our eyes, whatever it is, I love my country. This is the country that I was born in. I am a black American with African heritage. You ain't got to like it. I love it. It is what it is. I'm not African American. I have African heritage. I accept that. I understand that. Frankly, if you look at what history really is, we all do. Okay? Anyway, got to go to a commercial, folks. When I come back, I'm coming back with Charlotte from StretchingYourBudget.com. Charlotte is definitely B.I.G., man. She comes on here and she, a lot of times we just have conversations, but you know, she's she's really on the show to tell people how to save a little more money, how to live a little more frugal, tell people about couponing. And, and it's a really, it's, it's a great segment, okay? A lot of people love it. I love it. She'll be on here in just a second. You're rocking with the KRRP radio show, baby. 619-638-8559. Special guest tonight will be my man, Bill Flynn, running for U.S. Senate. How you like them apples? We'll be right back after this commercial break. How many more innocent people? How many more? How many more? What has been the number one cause of unnatural death in history? Democide, or death by government, has killed 290 million people on record. Look it up. Go look it up. In the 20th century, government murdered four times as many people as were killed in all the international and domestic wars combined. USSR, 61,911,000 people killed. Hitler's Germany, nearly 21 million people killed. Japan's imperialism. Nearly 6 million people killed. Western colonization killed over 50 million people. Pol Pot's Cambodia, funded by the U.S. government. 2 million people killed. China's Communist Party, as many as 76 million people killed between 1949 and 1987. And the list goes on and on. Demand to know why the Department of Homeland Security bought more than 1.6 billion hollow point bullets. How many more people does government have to kill? Enough. Enough. Demand an end to citizen disarmament. As an American. As an American citizen. As a patriot. For your children. Enough of the people laying down and letting government kill them in mass after disarming them as they've done throughout history over and over again. Now is the time. It's time. It's time to realize that when the government takes your guns, people die. It's time to realize the biggest threat to you and your family is government. It's time to recognize government is the greatest killer of all time. Demand they show you the word hunting in the Second Amendment. Demand our politicians uphold the Constitution and Bill of Rights as they swore to when they took office. It's time for our leaders to read, 
the Constitution. It's time for our leaders to obey the Constitution. The Constitution. The Constitution. Because a well-regulated militia with 10-round magazines wouldn't last very long. So now you know the most dangerous thing to you and your family in the world is government. Because mass murderers agree, gun control works. Welcome back, folks, to the KRP Radio Show. Going to welcome to the show right now. I like to say welcome to the stage. I almost jumped back into my old Apollo days, man. Remember when? Anyway, I can't go there. Charlotte, how you doing? Hey, good. How are you? I'm doing good. Charlotte, you sound level tonight. Like, you know, sometimes you come on, you sound low. Sometimes you come on, you sound like very perky. Like, and, and tonight you sound regular. Yeah, I'm tired tonight. <laughs> Are you really? I'm I'm not adjusting. Um, yeah, I'm 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 still kind of adjusting myself, man. I got all at about an hour of sleep last night, but it's all good. I got about three hours. Oh Who wow! Kids? I got about three. But that that's pretty normal for me. Anyway, Charlotte, everybody's talking about Black Friday. I'm not hearing many people talking about coupons, but there are a lot of sales out there. I actually brought some things myself. And I searched for a coupon. You you should be proud of me, Charlotte. I actually went online I and I searched for And I used it and I saved forty bucks, baby. Yeah. Way to go. Thank you, thank That's you, awesome. thank you, thank you, thank you. Yep, saved forty dollars. Bought some things, some uh doing a little early Christmas shopping. But uh yeah, there's a lot of Black Friday talk, a, a lot of sales talks and you know, what's going on out here, Charlotte? What's really good? Um I mean, a lot, you know, really good is usually electronics. Electronics um, and gaming stuff is really big this year. Um, That's what I'm seeing a lot of across the board, TVs Mm -hmm. and video gaming systems. You've got the new Xbox One that's coming out. You've got the PS4 that's coming out. Um, You know, a lot of these uh, Disney Infinity Packs and um, Skylanders, all those big uh, games are coming out this year, and right. they're they're the big the big ticket items. So you're going to see a lot of those across the board. Um, the the best deal on TV, of course, is the the big box store. I don't know if you want me to name it or not, but you know um, the most popular store, I would say, I, I found <laughs> has the best. Go ahead and give them a TVs. <laughs> Walmart. <laughs> right. I know some people are like, I'm not stepping foot in there. But I will have to give them a big shout out if there's any representatives out there. Um yeah. we have done Black Friday across the board at a lot of different big retailers. And um I will have to say that Walmart is the most prepared and well thought out. Um, I say that because, um, you know, every other store that you'll go to has uh, – everything is just on sale at the same time. So you wait in a huge line, 
and you run in and try to hopefully get whatever it is you want, the 10 or 20 items that they have available, and hope mm-hmm. you're one of them. Um, but with uh, Walmart, they've got three different sales events, um, so that means that there'll be a set amount of items on sale at sales event one, set amount on sales event two, and a set amount on sales event three. And um, they are on pallets throughout the store. So your bigger ticket items are going to be in aisles. You'll see they'll have balloons set up, and they'll give you a map as you walk in the door of the layout of all of their Black Friday stuff. Um, So you know before you go in. Usually they'll put it online, too, so you can study it, know where you're going. But your, your big, like, TVs and stuff like that, you'll get a wristband and you'll wait in the aisles. It, it could be through the food section. It could be through the baby section, just wherever they have it set up. And um, they have the one-hour in-stock guarantee, which means that um, they guarantee that item for an hour. So if you stay wow. in line for an hour, you get a wristband. So whoever is right. in line for that full hour gets wristbands. And if they sell out, for some reason, of that item, they give you a gift card for the value of that item to purchase, and they'll ship it and all that kind of stuff in store pickup. And they guarantee it to be here before Christmas. So not only are they guaranteeing you an hour, um, as long as you, you know, the first people to stand in line for an hour, um, but also being that if they run out, we'll be here before Christmas. So um, that's huge because a lot of stores get like 10 or 20 of an item and that's it. You're out. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, huge. Yeah, so that's a, that's a big thing. And then all your other smaller items are going to be on a pallet. They're shrink wraps before you get there. Of course, you've got people that we talked about last week that abuse the system and they'll try to peek through, see what it is, see if they can sneak one in and, you know, not have to wait in line. But for the most <laughs> part, they say shrink wraps. So you wait in a, a line also in front of that pallet, and um, as soon as they tell you, they have a ton of staff. They have enough staff for each pallet, practically. So there's okay. someone there manning it, letting you know, okay, it's time to go, trying to keep, you know, I'm not going to lie, I mean, once that pallet's open, it's kind of free-for-all, but <laughs> up <laughs> there until goes that point, shot. it's pretty well planned out, <laughs> you know. That's so, that's where people um, get into fights and they trample and and that's where you get yeah. all the news stories from, huh? Yeah, but I mean because everything is in a pallet unless it's um, and that's why I say the huge big electronics trampolines, um, basketball goals, you know the big items they do not put out on the floor. Um, so you get a, a wristband or a ticket or whatever, and um, you know you're guaranteed that. So there's no fighting for the big stuff. It's just the little stuff. So if you're not there for little stuff, you don't have to worry about the fighting. You just wait in your little line. As soon as it turns the time for that sort of start, they'll start moving people through the line. Typically, um, like last year for the um, iPads, they had uh, on sale and you get a $100 gift card back. They're doing that mm-hmm. this year also with the iPad Mini. You get a $100 gift card. They're on sale for two ninety nine. And then you get $100 back, so it's like spending 199 But they have you going out through the, the lawn and garden section, so you can't just go and use that $100 gift card <laughs> in the store. you got to go outside. 
Um, I mean, they've thought it through, you know, so it's not. Sounds like um, it. It's, it's extremely well organized, and most people are anti-Walmart, and there are people that can make it anti-Walmart for you. But, um, I mean, honestly, that's where, that's where we go. Uh, majority of the stuff, I, I can practically get my whole Christmas list there for the most part. And the good thing this year is the first sale starts at 6 p.m. Thursday, and then the next sale event is at 8 p.m., and the last sale event is at 8 a.m. So wow. there's no more of this out at midnight, 2 a.m., waiting in the line. You get in, you get done, and you get to go home. So, you know, really, I think it's really well thought out, and it's, you know, the best uh, plan, the best thought process, um, and they have a ton of staff, like I said. You know, it's not just you're wandering around, do you have this, you're trying to find somebody. Um, and like I said, the whole map thing, you know, really helps. And we talked about last week going in groups. So if mm-hmm. there's more than one item, you get more people to go and help you stand in line and that kind of thing. So, so is it is yeah. it really worthwhile to, to camp out and, you know, I'm seeing people in these long lines and they're getting their day early and they're pulling shifts and all this stuff. Is it really necessary to do that? Um, not, not this time, this day and age. Um, you know, when Black Friday just started getting big, you had to do that because like I say, stores only had 10 or 15 of one item. If there was a huge sale, they may only have five, you know, let's say right. it's TV or something. They may only have five. So that's where you get these people camping out to be that first five, you know, people to get that item. Um, and I think Walmart has smartened up to that and said, hey, why make I'm I can get I can sell these things for less and and sell right. in quantity. So instead of just you know people waiting in line only selling five things, yeah, you might have a huge line at your store and bring more people in, but think of how many more people you're going to get by guaranteeing things for an item. And they have a huge like two page thing full of one hour in stock guarantee stuff. Um, so I really don't feel like you have to do the whole um, camping out. For the last two two years or so, we've been doing um, the Walmart Black Friday. They've been doing this whole um, ticket thing and that, and that sort of thing, and so it's really worked. And we maybe got there two hours earlier to mm-hmm. start getting in line. This year might be a little bit more tricky because it's, at six o'clock, there's more people awake. You know, you don't have to worry about getting a babysitter for your kids because they're still awake at that hour. So I think it's going to be a little more competition. Yeah. Um, but years past, you know, we've done Target and that kind of thing, and we've waited in the cold line, and you just rush in. And I mean, unless you get that one big ticket item, because it's a free for all, you go grab. They're just laying out on the floor, <laughs> and you go grab whatever. And then everything else is gone all the little things that you may have wanted to get while you were there, they're all gone. So, and that's the thing that I love about, um, you know, going to Walmart is that there's three sales events. So I can ensure that I'm going to get more than just the one big item I wanted, if that makes sense. So, it makes it makes perfect sense yeah. to me. I mean, yeah. I, you know, be, listening to you talk about this and, and just watching all the stuff that happens, you know, through these black holidays, black Fridays and holiday sales events and tax-free weekends and what may have you. Being the serial entrepreneur that I am, Charlotte, okay, 
You sound like JJ from Good Times right now. I'm about to come up with a scam. But listen, <laughs> what we need to do, Charlotte, is right. We need to come up with um, a business where we can go shop for these people. We can wait in the line for them and then call them on their phone and say, you know what? You are next in line. What you think about that, Charlotte? What's that book to you? <laughs> Woo! You'd be surprised how many people ask me to shop for them, <laughs> whether yeah, it be with man, coupons or just things like Black Friday. They'll ask me to pick stuff up. I've got aunts and uncles that are like, hey, can you get this while you're there? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> but, All yeah, you I mean, do. I definitely, I'm sure there's people out there that will pay because they don't like to fight the line. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So hit us up, man, Radio at gmail.com, stretchingyourbudget.com. Charlotte will shop for you. Me and Charlotte, we'll shop, we'll record it, too. Right. So we'll have your shopping adventure on film. How, how you like that? <laughs> it's going to cost you. Be prepared. Charlotte, we got a roll, man. You got any shout-outs this week? Um, gosh, you know, I'm so bad at this. <laughs> That's not Shout optional out to, either, uh, way. Just I don't all the know. families um, out there as they celebrate the holidays and for the people that don't have families, that they just feel the love from from someone around them. So I like that. Happy I Thanksgiving like that. to everybody. That's a BFG <laughs> shout-out right there, Charlotte. We definitely appreciate you. Much love to you and your family. And a B.I.G. shout-out to you guys, man. You do so much for so many people. And just coming on this show, doing that segment, doing that segment, excuse me, and uh, letting people know where they can find deals. And, you know, it, it, it's a helpful thing, I believe. So, you know, as long as we keep having people ask for it, we'll keep doing it. Thank you, Charlotte. Have a good night. No problem. You too. As Charlotte from StretchingYourBudget.com, Triad Super Saver herself. You can find her also on Twitter. You can find her on Facebook. You can find her on her website, which is StretchingYourBudget.com. Be on the lookout for Charlotte. She always have updates and coupons and just deals all over the place where you can guys where you guys can get your full shopping uh, adventure by logging on to her website, and she can lead you all over the cyber world and teach you guys how to shop all right charlotte is the coupon lady she's the young coupon lady the, the young the young lady that's you know the cereal packer in her house i'm sure she's got stuff all over the place i don't know but i, I think she does because she coupons anyway folks it is the time of the evening 8 30 p.m i'm not doing the weather report because this man that is about to be on this show right now with me is way more important Yes, I said it. He's more important than the weather tomorrow. Woo! How y'all like that? Okay, maybe he's not more important than the weather, but he's a good friend of mine, great guy, uh, by the name of Bill Flynn. I'm going to go ahead and bring Bill on the show right now. Bill Flynn, welcome to the KIRP Radio Show, brother. Hey, Punchy, and happy Thanksgiving. Good to hear you. Happy Thanksgiving to you, my friend. I'm ready to eat some turkey. What about you? <laughs> In fact, Ann and I were out shopping today, and we bought a uh, turkey, and uh, we're getting everything together. We, ha- we actually went to three different grocery stores today to get everything Uh-oh. for everybody, including the dog. So that was our day today. <laughs> Hold up, Bill. What would you get for the dog? I, I got I to know this. What would you get for the dog? <laughs> well, there, there's some dog food that she gets, and she can only find it at one of the grocery stores, and you have to keep it in the refrigerator. And it's not all that expensive. It just comes in a bag. And so 
Uh, that was part of our routine today. So that that's going to be a big day at the Flint House for Thanksgiving, and I hope it is for you as well. It is definitely going to be a big day in my house because you know what? I'm going to do nothing. I even asked my wife, where are we going to cook this year? <laughs> I said, baby, do we have to? Are we going to cook this year? Can we go out? Can we order some, some turkey Chinese takeout, something? I don't know. I don't, I'm going to enjoy it, Bill, because it's an enjoyable day. It's a family day. And, you know, any time that I get to spend a lot of time with my family, it's, it's a beautiful thing to me. So I'm going to enjoy that alone. Yeah, you you and I both have an awful lot to be thankful for. And, and you know, never to forget, the, the center point of Thanksgiving is to, you know, literally return thanks to God for the providence he's given us today and, and, and really for the foundations of the country that you and I enjoy today. You, I heard you talking about, you know, how proud you are to just be an American and how much you love this country. And that, to me, that's a part of what we are celebrating at Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't – there's a lot of – conspiracies out here, Bill. I, I'm probably a conspiracy guy. No, I am. It's not a probably in it. I, I always think that there's some sort of Dr. Claw, Inspector Gadget agenda behind what the news reports. And, and oftentimes we find out, if not immediately later, that there is, <laughs> you know, so I, I'm that guy. But it doesn't prevent me from loving this country, man. And And, you know, a lot of the rhetoric that I hear and a lot of the conversations that I hear – it's almost as if folks are giving up on this country. You know, I, I, our government is one thing, but giving up on the country is a totally different thing. And, well, uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. And that's one of the things I've been talking about on the campaign trail here is I'm, you know, in the process of running for the United States Senate seat that Kay Hagan has. And I've heard hmm. people say something similar, and some, and even folks that are good intent and, and have a lot of wisdom, they say, listen, Bill, you do what you want to, but there's no political solution for what's wrong with our country. I've heard that argument, and my, my response is basically this, unless, Punchy, you and, 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 and the rest of us out here, unless we get engaged with the, with the politics of the day, unless we get engaged with our country, those folks may well be right that there is no political solution, but there's a, a 100% better chance that there is a solution to the things that are plaguing our country if just regular folks get involved and, and, mm-hmm. and become aware and, and informed about the issues of the day and, and the basics of our, for instance, our Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, and the, and the Bill of Rights. These are so powerful. Wow. Right on, Bill. Right on. We should have got a round of applause for that right there, man. You you jumped right in the mode. And, and, and that's a beautiful thing because, Bill, do you consider yourself a regular guy? Yeah. I mean, our country, the history of our country, Pudgy, is really the story of, um, in most every case, with a few exceptions. I mean, we have, you know, there are not a whole lot of Thomas Jeffersons out there today, but in most every case in our country, it's, it's the average everyday person that gets engaged in, and stays engaged through those extraordinary circumstances. I think Abraham Lincoln would be an, an example and, and said as much about himself, that it's the circumstances that you find yourself in and the willingness to just do the right thing. And uh, doing the right thing doesn't take a genius. It doesn't take anybody but just somebody willing to do the job. That's it. You know, you're known, I mean, I just got to call it like I see it, Bill. A lot of people know you across this state and, and probably across this country. 
and uh, you announcing that you're running for Senate, I don't believe came to came as a shock to a lot of people. I think there were a certain number of people who were, if not expecting you to, uh, asking you to. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna you know we're gonna get into it, man, because I think there's a lot of people out there that that would like to know. Um, on this show, there are probably as many informed listeners as uninformed listeners, you know. So, uh, you know, some of the questions that I might ask you here might seem uh, uh, a little petty, if you will, or basic. But I kind of want to go there for people who who don't follow you and know who you are. And uh, one of the most important things right now that I got to ask you right off the bat is got to get the important stuff out of the way first, Bill. Uh, what's your favorite color? <laughs> I like to answer that question by using the term the color of authority, which is a long way to say purple. <laughs> My man. No, okay, look, on, on a serious note, um, U.S. Senate, why Bill Flynn for Senate? Well, thanks for the question, Pudgy, and it really comes down to several different things. starts back with a promise I made uh, back in 2012 when I ran for the United States Congress in District mm-hmm. 6 here across Piedmont Triad, the seat currently held by Howard Coble. And uh, we garnered 20,000 or so votes, and at that point, that represented an awful lot of people that believed in the message that we said, and and I made a promise to myself and, and all of our volunteers that I wouldn't let those voices go to waste, those 20,000 voices in any way. So um, that didn't necessarily mean I was going to run again at that point. It just meant I wasn't going to let that go to waste. And looking for the opportunities to best utilize those voices. And uh, and hearing again from people across the state, when we had uh, the candidates that were then in the Republican primary, I heard over and over again, and, and this isn't disparaging to anybody that's in the race. I'm just hearing from people that say, listen, Bill, there's no voice in there for us as we see it. And and so that was another motivation. So being true to that promise and hearing from folks across the state saying, we need a voice amplified and we think you can do it. Those are the primary reasons why I've decided to jump into the United States Senate race. And it's a, listen, it's a huge mountain to climb, but you know that it's a, it's a mountain with uh, very few Sherpas leading the way. And we are, uh, you know, we have a wonderful group of volunteers and people at the grassroots level. But the, the thinking is, and just to, you know, give some people, uh, folks an idea, they're suggesting that by the time it's over, it's going to be $20 million plus dollars spent on behalf of each of these campaigns. By at the end of November, by November in the general election. Now that doesn't mean each campaign has to raise that kind of money. It just does mean that there are a lot of political action committees and others will be having some voice in the outcome of this election, and a lot of money will be spent. I do believe. Wow, that that's a that's that's a big number, and uh, we saw some of that last election cycle when there were so many seats up and and so many packs came out and. You know, there's been a lot of conversation about, you know, how those packs were formed and where those dollars really came from. And, you know, I think just uh, maybe three weeks ago, 60 Minutes did a special talking about those uh, campaign contributions and what happened in in the aftermath. And, uh, you know, what do you say to that, Bill? I I don't know if you're familiar with uh, what was going on and, you know, were people spending campaign money privately or personally. But what do you think about all of that? Well, first of all, there are rules in place for a campaign. For instance, 
um, our campaign cannot talk to any political action committee uh, in any way. That's an entirely separate issue. Our campaign is limited to donations of a maximum of $2,600 uh, per person, age 18 and over, uh, for this election cycle, this one coming up. Uh, I really haven't dealt much. I don't have a political action committee. Um, I, I really have not been focused on that. I've been focused on the things that have to do with well, my vision for government. You know, just the thing that I think we have to get back to here, and sometimes the money is a distraction, uh, news stories, it can all be distractions. But helping people understand, and this is whether you're, if this is your first day listening to the Pudgy Miller Show, or you listen all the time and you, you really keep up with politics, these basics have to be there. And number one, I would say, is um, what the North Carolina Constitution says, that the people shall instruct their representatives. And that's a powerful thought, if you think about it. And that's the job of the citizen, to tell the person in office, and ultimately the person running for office too, um, what they think. And then it's the job of that person in, once in office, to, to prioritize what it is that uh, folks are asking for. You know, if you got a, a, a lot of folks asking for all kinds of stuff, you have to put them in some priority. And then before you act on anything, you look at that through the lens of the United States Constitution and say, listen, I don't care how many people are asking for it. If this is not a legitimate function of government, I can't do it because my, my oath is to the United States Constitution, not to try to make everybody happy. Well, it, it, which is impossible, <laughs> which is impossible to do. <laughs> Absolutely impossible. On the air with Bill Flynn right now talking about his announcement for running for U.S. Senate. Bill, you have a lot of uh, support from, like you said, you know, earlier grassroots organizations, uh, people who don't believe, belong to any type of group at all. You know, there's a lot of individualists out there that I've seen myself that supports you. And, uh, What's your thing? You know, what is it that identifies uh, you? What is it that describes you? And, and, you know, what makes people gravitate towards Bill Flynn? Well, that's a job that we're in the process of working on, improving every day here. But I think if you look at some of the, some of the things that have been said since we announced for, our, for the campaign and the candidacy, one of the things that came out, some of the pundits were saying, well, Bill is going to take away uh, from the – evangelical you know, vote. Bill's going to take away from the traditional <laughs> Republican guy in there. Uh, Bill's going to take away from the liberty support, you know. But the, the flip side of that, Pudgy, I think is the message that we have is one that is a, can literally appeal to each of these segments and must because, listen, we, we have got to have unity. If we have any chance of beating Kay Hagan, and by the way, she has she has delivered us a natural victory just by virtue of her malfeasance and her voting record. But if, uh, if, if we don't come together as this large cluster of conservatives and, uh, and Tea Partiers and Libertarians and Independents and traditional Republicans, uh, if, we, if we don't do that, we're going to lose this race. And, and what will happen is Kay Hagan and all the supporters will say, you know, uh, I guess that Obamacare vote wasn't so bad after all. I guess Kay really does speak for the state of North Carolina. And with every ounce of my being, I'm screaming, no, she doesn't speak for North Carolina. Absolutely. She totally speaks for the very, very far-left leading agenda of the Democrats. And uh, we have to reject that. We have to tell uh, not just North Carolina 
uh, folks across the state. But the entire nation has to see a profound and absolutely undisputed rejection of the type of non-leadership that Kay Hagan has been a part of. And so I think with our candidacy in the coming weeks, the, the job is on us to prove to folks that we are capable of doing that, to bring together this uh, large coalition of, of folks uh, all across the Republican Party, and even uh, those independents, of course, and, and even those uh, conservative Democrats when uh, push comes to shove in November. Mm, mm, I think that'll be very key to with a lot of the policy, if, if you got, you know, if you're on policy watch right now, I think some of those people will be key. Uh, you, you spoke on healthcare, mm-hmm. and, and Kay has been, oh my God, she has been a healthcare nut. You know, she said a lot of things that are just <laughs> flat out untrue. You know, she said a lot of things that, you know, uh, uh, that has just been tunneled down from Washington, what it seems like, uh, without any warrant. Um, Two-part question, Bill. How, how do you feel about the health care situation uh, or the spectrum of health care pre-2008? Did, did you feel like we needed some sort of an overhaul? Well, we did not have a perfect situation, and I don't think anybody is going to argue that. To overhaul it, I always back up and say, wait a minute, I don't trust the government to do much of anything, much less be in charge of an overhaul. Uh, mm-hmm. I think there's some very simple fixes there or ideas that could have greatly expanded the availability and coverages for people, one of which would be to extend the available policies across state lines and, and go ahead and open up the field of competition. You don't need a whole new one-sixth of the economy and the government taking that over and 16,000 new IRS agents and taking away all kinds of liberties from people and uh, mm-hmm. taking away their Fourth Amendment rights. You don't need to do any of that. Um, I think so expanding those um, those abilities of insurance to be bought across state care li- uh, state lines is one thing. And another thing, Pudgy, is just helping and moving toward a much clearer pricing system for health care services and products. To be able to go online and compare a doctor uh, and a procedure and a hospital to others would be a huge benefit. And that's mm-hmm. something that would force the realm of competition. You know, my my great, strong, enduring belief is government doesn't make things better and cheaper for everybody. It does just the opposite. What makes people get people access to a better life is the strength of competition within an economy. And the more of a free market we are, the better off we'll be, the more we'll be able to insure people. But, you know, even under this Obamacare, by the way, don't you love, they're saying we have to rebrand Obamacare and now they're trying yeah, to call crazy. it the Affordable Affordable Care Act because it's, it's thinking so badly they want to run away from it. But um, it's just the, the politics that are being played with this. But if you look at the, the, uh, uh, the budget office's uh, numbers 10 years out, you're still going to have 30 million uninsured people. So uh, the idea that this is about better health care for more people more cheaply, we know it's not true. We know that is an absolute, absolute lie. And we are giving up so very much uh, by pursuing this. We, uh, I stand firmly that nothing short of a total repeal is the appropriate response for this. We, um, I, I just want to scale it back to North Carolina here for a second. You know, healthcare is is probably the largest conversation that anyone is having today, and and it seems like a lot of people are just, you know, people are uninformed about it. Because the folks that most of, I won't say us, but the general public 
the folks that they listen to are <laughs> uninformed on it. You know, they don't know. So there's a lot of speculation, okay? There's a lot of lying going on. There's a lot of pandering and just, there's a lot of just misinformation out here. So I, I try to stay off the conversation because the job that I have, my nine to five, I have to know, you know, what's going on in healthcare in North Carolina so I can explain it to my employees. But once you explain the truth, and, and this is just me talking, this is not, you know, from anything that you said, Bill, but once you, it seems like once you explain to people the truth, you know, they don't like the raw truth that they're getting, and they feel like you, the informed person, is is putting out some misinformation or some wrong information, or you're trying to brand it, you know, negative. So I try to be careful on the, the topic of healthcare, and I like to have some medical professionals when we start talking about that sort of thing. So shout out to all my my uh, medical professionals out there who are trying to shed some light on this uh, Affordable Care Act. I'll, I'll just say that. Bill, uh, North Carolina, there's a lot of talk about Common Core. What, what, is, what is exactly uh, going on with education and Common Core in North Carolina? And, and being in the Senate, uh, if you were elected, how could you do anything about that? Well, great question, and I think uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan Forrest has been really articulate about Common Core and the questions that he's got about it and questions many parents across the state have. Uh, it is, uh, in my view, it is not at all consistent with the great traditions of uh, classical education. Uh, it, it demeans, I think, the individual, and it, it, it elevates the collective. Uh, and for so many parents, it's one of those things you, you ask about it, you don't get a clear answer. What does it mean? And you don't really know these things. I even doing a radio show myself, Pudgy. I've asked the question to a superintendent here in Forsyth County, the previous one, and after a five-minute answer, it, you couldn't tell the first thing about what he meant. And this is an educator, <laughs> um, so uh, I think any time there's a level of question marks, you know, this ultimately is a decision by the uh, North Carolina General Assembly. They're, they're the ones that approved it. They approved it, by the way, without any known measures of how to measure the success of it. They approved it without knowing how much it was going to cost. And so, I mean, that's, it's just craziness. Now, from the federal level, uh, what happens is the federal government tells states, listen, if you want uh, some of this money here, uh, you've got to mm -hmm. promise to go forward on these initiatives, and whether it's education or what have you. And I think right. that's the point in the United States Senate that we have to understand Issues of education belong very much with the parents, with a local school, with a local school board, and then at the most the, the state, um, you know, has a few things they want to make certain. But really education is, is really about the local level. Let the people that know these families and these children the best take that responsibility and run with it. And the idea that we're shackling, and it's true, a lot of local school boards would having to implement something that none of them like because of a federal grant or federal participation and the need for dollars, that's the problem here. That's a, that's a real, real loss of our, our freedom and our liberty at the local level. So I would work in the Senate to, uh, to, ex to very much limit the strength and scope and power of the federal government into the local schools and, and better, uh, better to move in the direction of not taking that money to begin with from the states, letting that money stay within the states, and that way the the, um, the federal government doesn't have the power of the purse, if you will, to to coerce um, folks into education programs that may not be at all what they're 
uh, wanting for their children and for um, you know the general health of society. So Common Core is a big red flag for me. Wow. It's uh, on the air with Bill Flynn, uh, also the broadcaster and the my, the man behind the music <laughs> at, at uh, over at Eagle 980 AM uh, out of Durham. Is that right, Bill? Durham, North Carolina? Actually, we broadcast out of Winston-Salem, but you can hear us in Durham and anywhere in the world. Uh, we're also on uh, streaming at eagle980.com. That's E-A-G-L-E, like the bird, eagle980.com. Beautiful. Bill, Bill hit us with that radio voice at the end, and Eagle Nine hit us with that. <laughs> That's cool. I, I, hey, I respect it, man. It is what it is. You know, I respect it. Hey, uh, you have uh, you have quite the competition here, Mr. Flynn. I will, I will. Uh, I don't think that that's a secret right now uh, amongst people who know what's going on. Uh, you have Pastor Mark Harris, who's also uh, running for Senate. Uh, Heather Grant, uh, Dr. Greg Brannon, and uh, Speaker Tom Tillis. Uh, why so much competition on this side? I think there's a lot of variant voices inside the Republican Party, Pudgy. And I think some of the people you mentioned speak to a very strong yet kind of narrow part of the party. Uh, and I listen, I make, I make no discussions here that this is absolutely a challenge. Uh, and if you probably look at the, you know, if you did a probability curve chart, and somebody's saying, well, the chances you running in the first place right now don't look so good, Bill. Well, that may or may not be true. But the point is, Pudgy, you do things. We, our American birthright comes from people doing the right thing, period. Absolutely. Not as a calculation of the probability of success. Mm. And I think. You know what I mean? If you look through the Revolutionary War, um, if, you, if you said, you know, look, guys, the chance of you guys beating up on England, pretty low. I wouldn't even go in there. Here's what the probability charts say. We would have a very different story today in our, in our non-country. You know, we'd, be, we'd still be England in some sense. But we have to have men and women that are going to do the right thing simply because of that. And it's my belief that there's a huge outcry for for that kind of thing going on in our country and, and a willingness to support it. And I think people know it when they hear it. And uh, it's my intent to, to do everything I can to be that voice of uh, doing the right thing at the right time. And that's really, you know, the essence of my work and my job here. If, if I can do that, I'm going to be successful uh, in, in my view. And it's up to everybody else to respond or, or stand in the way or what have you. But my job at this point is to be very, very clear of, uh, of our intention and of what it is that, that we think we can offer uniquely in this race. And um, I'm just so, so honored to have the chance to, you know, step out and, you know, be able to tell a little bit about my family and my history and, uh, and why this is a, a point. This, th- these are historic times, um, uh, Pudgy, and uh, I think everybody in a, in a way senses that, and it's really easy for us as uh, conservatives or folks on this side of the, um, the, the, the political side to, to say, well, here's what's wrong with the IRS, here's what's wrong with, you know, healthcare, here's what's wrong, but we also have an obligation and a great, great opportunity to be very, very positive about this American exceptionalism, and, and what really is at the base and the root of that American exceptionalism, when you, when you hold it all down, it comes to the idea that you and I 
We're endowed by our creator with these unalienable rights, among them life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness. It's the job of government to protect those rights. That, mm-hmm. and, and in that just little micro capsule is all the great things about America in, in that we are the ones that take the risk. We're the ones that have the opportunity. Government doesn't tell us how, how to do everything. It wasn't designed to do that. It can't do that. But this is a, that's so incredibly positive. And if you look at the domestic oil and gas production, you know, there are people making six figures up in uh, North Dakota right now mm-hmm. uh, taking gas out of the ground. And, and these right. kinds of jobs are going to be more plentiful, and it's going to drive down the cost of fuel. It's going to change the global economy. We'll be able to be a manufacturing hub in this country and over the next 20, 25 years easily that will draw new jobs and new entrepreneurs and new production, and that's a great thing to be lifted about. I know I am. Wow. Um, I, I hear your passion, Bill. Don't don't hold that back, man. I, I hear it, brother. <laughs> I, hear, I hear it. It's, it's, it's trying to crawl out of you, man, and, and, and you're delivering, and you're holding it back a little bit. Let that passion come out, brother. You, Hey, man, I, see, because people people can really appreciate that when you – when I asked you earlier, you know, were you a regular guy? You know, basically you said, yeah, you know, just because people know me, that don't make me special. I'm no different than anyone else. You know, I'm definitely trying to deliver a message. And then I ask you about the candidates. You go, hey, you know, well, it's not about the candidates. It's about, it's about the message and getting the job done. You know, that's respectable. And I know a lot of people listening are saying the same thing. Hey, you know what? We can respect that. And to me, those are the type of people that I respect. Those are the type of people that I want to vote for. And I know that a lot of other people feel the same way. So, you know, when that passion comes, man, you know, feel free to let it out. Bill, let me, let me, let me also <laughs> we, we had a lot going on with voter ID in North Carolina, and, and I'm not going to get on that. But I will ask you, with the amount of candidates that you have uh, that, are, that are in the race on the GOP side, and with uh, the other side of the uninformed voters and then people who are just mad as hell about voter ID, do you think this will put a stink on the race at all in, in terms of uh, voter turnout? I think we always have to be mindful, Pudgy, of, of keeping the, the lights on in every way that we possibly can. And, uh, and if, if, if there's even one fraudulent vote, that's one fraudulent vote too many. And to make sure that we're not opening up ourselves to that kind of thing happening over and over again. And that there, if there is a question, I don't care who wins in a race, if there's a question of um, the veracity of that vote, we need to be able to step back and say, no, we can prove this. And, and we need to be able to, to really universally and unquestionably show that uh, a vote is absolutely clear and won and I think there are a lot of questions about that, and that really is part of the linchpin of our country. If we don't, you know, feel confident that our vote will matter one way or the other, that there's the potential or so much corruption that it, it shadows or changes, um, you know, what our voice is, we have a real problem, and that's the problem of every, for every man and woman in the state of North Carolina. So I, I'm, uh, I'm just excited to be asking for people to support us, you know, and Sometimes I think we get in so political we sometimes forget people people need jobs you know pe- yep. people want uh, yeah, we say in with Flynn and some guy says yeah that's nice but I just want to be in with a job and this is if we get that that economy rolling if we get the government to minimize itself and open up opportunities we're going to see an explosion of great things in North Carolina and uh, and I just want to be a part of 
helping to usher that in and keeping the government from getting in the way of that. You know, it's it's funny you say that, and I was going to, I know we're all, our time is almost up here. Um, I, I really wanted to ask you, uh, I, had, I had written out something in detail, but instead I'm just going to ask you to uh, end it on this, if you would, Bill. And uh, if you are elected, um, what's on your list to do for North Carolinians? Well, I think that's a, a wonderful opportunity for us to jump in. The same question came up last night with some folks that are college age. And the answer is this. The, the thing I am focused on, really two different things, that I think will allow the spirit of America to, to grow and the, the economy to do what it needs to do. Government can't do these things. Government can get out of the way and allow these things to happen. So my mission is really basically twofold, and that is to, number one, limit and, and not support anything that is unconstitutional from that day forward through voting in the United States Senate. And, and begin to make that message loud and clear and the necessity of it. And, and then the second part of the answer is to go back and look at things that the government is doing that it really has no business doing and beginning to, to knock some of those things down with the help and, and encouragement of others. And I think we see this with you know, Senator Ted Cruz. You know, one of his suggestions was to abolish the IRS. There's a lot of power in that. And, and I think we have the opportunity to take that message and move the country forward because the bigger the country gets, the stronger the government gets and the more uh, it gets away from the Constitution, the more people like average people like you and me, all of us, the more we are subject, the more we suffer, the less we can do, the less chance we have to get a good job, to, to take a risk, to, uh, to you know, expand ourselves in, in ways that are healthy for the culture and a chance to make money and uh, uh, these things are, are so important to minimize, really, to to minimize the the growth of the government and to maximize the liberty of the individual is really my goal. And to um, and and to, in order to do that, I'm going to need enormous help. Uh, BillFlynn.org is our website, and uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's uh, In with Flynn 2014. We'd love to have you join us there too. Beautiful, man. I didn't even see. That's a man with experience on radio right there. Did y'all hear that? I didn't even get a chance to ask him where could you, where could we find you at, man. This man just hit it <laughs> right there. That's, that's, that's what you call an experience, you see. Anyway, I'm just, I'm just kidding. But that, that, was, that was the next thing I was going to ask. You know, how could people help you? How could people support you? And uh, where could we get information? And you just hammered that, Bill. So you took away my ending. Uh, well, I, I, appreciate I don't coming. mind doing it again. I can do it more times if you want. You know, we're radio guys. We, we don't mind repeating. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you are, you're always welcome to a drop, and, and you are definitely among friends here on the KIRP radio show, and uh, we're definitely going to have you back. And um, I'm going to try my best to uh, get a hold of all the candidates because North Carolina is my state. This is our state. And I feel like this show is a voice for a lot of people who don't, feel like they have that voice, if you will. Um, so, you know, I always try to talk to people from various backgrounds and various walks of life and, uh, you know, just kind of get a feel of the pulse of, of, of NC, of what's really going on, you know, outside of the group meetings, you know, what's really going on at work, the water cooler, uh, at the basketball court, on the football field, or, or what may have you. And uh, there's a lot of people out there who are concerned, Bill, 
and uh, that people are going to be paying attention. So I believe uh, you'll do a great job. Uh, you sound very sincere. And uh, if we can help you on the show, please let us know. Pleasure to have you on, my friend. And uh, one more time, if you will, let the people know where they can find out more information about your campaign. I'll be happy to. And uh, the, the website is Bill Flynn. That's B-I-L-L-F-L-Y-N-N, Bill Flynn. Dot org and on Twitter it's in with Flynn 2014 and this, let me just close it out on this thought what you're doing Pudgy is so powerful and and people will tell you things privately at the ball game that they won't tell you in a public meeting these are these are the times when you and I have to come together and listen to these things and and try to knit together uh, a force and a group and Thomas Paine uh, put it this way he said it's the duty of the patriot to protect his country from its government. And I would submit to you that so much of what our government is doing is hostile to the rights and to really the things that America is about. You and I must change that because that light of liberty that America is, if it dims, the whole world gets darker. And it's very, very hard to relight that lamp of liberty once it gets extinguished. It's sad to say there are too many people in our government that don't seem to care about that light of liberty. And I promise you this, I do uh, with all of my heart and mind and soul. And thanks for letting me be on your show. Pleasure to have you, man. And uh, we'll see you again, and I'll see you around. I mean, I'm I'm always seeing you somewhere out there, all of you guys who are running. <laughs> I, I, I see everybody. I got eyes in the back right, of my buddy. head. Thanks for coming on, Bill. <laughs> thanks, everybody, for listening to the KIRP radio show with the man Bill Flynn. Shout out to Charlotte Holder from StretchingYourBudget.com. If you guys missed it, you could also log on to KIRPRadioShow.com. Check the replay in about mm, one hour. You could also check us out on Twitter at symbol KIRP Radio Show, at symbol NC Pudgy is me. And as I always say, do not be surprised on what you might see or hear on my Twitter. Because I'm always talking junk, man. No disrespect to liberals and Democrats and out there. You know, we all get it in and we all have conversations amongst each other and debates. But uh, one thing about me, I don't hold it personal. I'll, I'll never attack somebody and disrespect somebody behind what they believe that's indifferent from what I believe. It is what it is. My biggest thing is that we must all communicate. So if you see somebody tomorrow that you might walk by, throw your hand up, say, hey, because you never know what kind of day that person is happening. All right? What happening, all right? Remember, God is love. Love is God. We'll check you guys out next week on the KIRP radio show, your number one black conservative talk radio show, Southeastern United States. Have a good night, folks. We're out of here. KIRP radio! Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real Only gon' recognize, still, still reckon I will Like we always do with this time I go for mine, I get to shine Now throw your hands up in the sky I go for mine, I get to shine Now throw your hands up in the sky
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.